1: our community spotlight this week is with chris dickerson and uh, we talked about this with tony kemp last year players for the planet and chris is the uh, sports and sustainability manager for this group and played in the big leagues for seven years and as we get into this and, and learn the passion about this and learn how folks are involved in so many different platforms of professional sports, what was your first aha moment about, this is something I think needs to be addressed. I've got a platform, and maybe we can combine these things and get some attention and get some progress done.
0: appreciate you guys having me on. and You did a great job with, uh, with Tony last year down there with that interview. So I'm looking forward to this. And that's a really good question, actually, because – My aha moment, actually, when I got to the big leagues, the first day that my first home stand, that was my aha moment. Because two months prior, I had started the initiative in the clubhouse when I was still in Louisville um, in AAA with the Reds. And we were just trying to cut down on our our plastic use. And so I had sent in a press inquiry to SIG Water Bottles to get 50 bottles sent to the team. And the story got picked up by ESPN, MLB.com. So the word was out that we were that I was trying to do something. I didn't know what it was going to be. I just know that I wanted to make a difference and just wanted to to do something that would um, alleviate the amount of waste that we use as professional athletes. And the, my first home stand, I looked up in the stands and I saw these fan club signs with the uh, you know these white poster boards with the recycling symbol on it. And that at that moment, I'm like, wow. For- Come and respect what I'm doing so much, and have a great interest to come out with that. With that sign, um, shows me that we're at a tipping point as far as uh, environmental concerns. And seeing the response from players around the league, the phone calls and the texts about the articles, and you know, and then the fan response. I'm like, you know, what if I can get more athletes like myself that are eco, you know, e- you know, eco-minded to use our platform and our notoriety as catalyst for change and That's how it started.
1: Chris, we learned this with with Tony when he came to the A's and his plus one effect. He does things aside from being involved with players for the planet. For you, was this part of your DNA even in the early days as a player, even just growing up, that you were a little more acutely aware of your surroundings and your planet and things just kind of circulating through your brain about how can I address this? How can I make this better?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, growing up in Southern California, particularly Los Angeles, is part of my being and part of is is so ingrained in my background and the experiences that I was able to have here. And even now I'm just now coming over the one oh five freeway overlooking Los Angeles and the SoFi Stadium and you can see the amount of smog that we have. And you, you just for me, you picture you know, last last year and the last two years the fire on the hillside and you know, my office and growing up is, is right is in El Segundo, so you know, having some of the the adverse effects of, you know, ocean of waste mismanagement of ocean pollution in our rivers and waterways here, the the loss, the rapid loss of biodiversity and the rapid decline of some of the native animals such as mountain lions and, you know, California condors, all these great animals that you learn, learn about on field trips in Southern California and going to the zoo and going to these national parks. And, you know, it was it was devastating. You know as you as you compile all these facts and see what the what the damage that's being done just on our on our own accord on our own accord just with mass population and stuff like that so you know you know, look at the smog levels and you know kids not being able to show up to uh, baseball practice or soccer practice because of because of pollution and air quality advisories here in la so it was just one of those things where i'd grew up i'd grown up around it i'd personally gotten sick from you know, from waste and pollution that was, you know, that was mismanaged in beachside development. So, you know, this was my way to address, you know, address some of these issues. And that's kind of why we started out with a number of of players that were from Southern California because they, they understand what, what the progress that we that we had to make and having the background that they did, it was important to use their voice of reason and, and, and personal experiences of growing up in Southern California and how we affect our, our the environment around us.
1: Chris Dickerson joining us. He's the Sports and Sustainability Manager for Players for the Planet. You can see a lot of their information on their website, playersfortheplanet.org, those that are involved, the different areas that they are uh, concentrating on and how you can also participate and learn more about their programs. Chris, plastic is a four-letter word, basically, in, in our world today. And looking at the website, shocked to read that only 9% of, of all plastic is recycled. 79% of it goes to landfills. Uh, how do you how do you push those numbers? How, how do you get those numbers in an area where you can use those plastics in other areas of our life and maybe just begin to slowly uh, eliminate the plastic as it affects the waterways and every place else in our world?
0: I think we just have to be conscious about our choices. Um, just got off the phone with Brent Suter from Milwaukee. They're, they just got their uh, aluminum water bottle today and that's a big step for other for another professional team to to kind of completely get away from uh from plastic bottles and uh we did the same thing with the tampa rays but you know it's all about personal choices And the thing is is the thing about plastic (laughs) plastic water is in the in the long run you can buy you know you can buy a hundred dollar water filter and save yourself twenty five hundred dollars in getting water but and get instead of getting bottled water, but it's just about the choices. being, it's being conscious about what we purchase, conscious about what, how we dispose of it. Um, you know, just staying away from plastic in general. I think there's an, a number of different levels to waste reduction. And, you know, we've been working with Parley for the Oceans for the longest time. And their biggest thing is, um, is intercept re, uh, repurpose and redesign. And I think that, you know, we have to stop the flow of, of, of this waste into our waterways and rivers um, and oceans and then we have to find ways to really take the plastic to get more resources to get more you know recycling bins into the into the hands of the youth and schools and facilities where we're giving people an option to properly dispose of them and then find new and innovative ways to reuse that plastic and hopefully then we can see those numbers go down but you know when I when we went down to the DR every time we step on a beach in the Dominican Republic, it's, uh, um, it's, it's really, it's incredibly humbling knowing that, you know, we are putting so much effort and uh, we just have so much, so, so so far to go as far as educating people about the harm um, that plastic does and finding and convincing uh, people of using alternatives. So, you know, I'm happy to see that these guys are are taking, uh, you know, taking the reins of this movement. Um, across the league and demanding more of their teams as far as plastic and recycling and better and uh, better ways to reduce their, their waste and their, their, their footprint um, on the environment. And uh, so, you know, my biggest thing it just it's, it's low hanging fruit start with a recycling or a reusable water bottle, get a water filter um you know be adamant about putting you know the proper plastics in the right in the right bins because that was that was something that was taught to me as a kid and I still laugh about it to this day because I still don't know how my dad made uh, three three bucket recycling uh, center out of uh, pvc pipe when I was a kid so <laughs> shout out to my dad for that one Chris, uh, as we learn about
1: what you and your group are doing, PlayersForThePlanet.org, and you've gotten so many players involved, are we in an era now? We saw it through, you know, through COVID and through all the the social interactions, the social challenges that our country still has, our planet still has. Do you feel like that we're at a point now where not just the baseball players platform but other platforms that you've uh, incorporated as well with other sports, that that the athlete really senses a a sense of pride, a sense of power or empowerment, and the ability to really get messages across in, in much needed areas like this? Yeah, man,
0: it's been crazy. And you're asking some really good questions today, by the way. So I'm going to give you a fist bump through the phone right now. um, Because what we've experienced since we did our first big cleanup um, down in the DR and just so fortunate to have guys like Nelson Cruz, Robinson Cano and Ahmed Rosario. And all these guys really step up and, and be present and be involved. But obviously the power that they have, that those veteran players have resonated through the entire league to where not only do we have established big leaders, um, you know, getting on board with players for the planet, but the, the overwhelming outreach from young players that are in the minor leagues that studied environmental science at, at Texas A&M, at Stanford, at, um, at Washington, it's a different generation when i went to the un in 2009 it was just like yeah you know i love what you're doing and you know i you know i i I get it and you know i you know i get it i love the earth you know let's do this but now those veteran players back then now that they have families and the shift that we've made to the this this sense of urgency now those players are much more involved now and it's and i look back and it's unfortunate that it's kind of taken this um you know this seismic shift um in understanding the the actual danger and the peril that we're out that we're at you know after that last release of the climate impact report um and not to throw evan under the bus but he's evan longoria um he's just kind of one of those guys where it's like oh yeah cool cool but the the what resonates now now that we have families, we have kids, and understanding the impact that we have now is what we're going to be handing down uh, to the next generation. So I think that now, as we've gotten older, it really starts to hit home to understand, you know, the 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 condition in which we're going to be handing uh, the planet over to the next generation. And I think that hits home um, a lot more. So. Combine that with the older guys, the the veteran guys that we have and these kids that are coming up, the Max Muncie's, the the Connor Blairs, all these guys that are that have been so involved in college throughout high school. Um, that's the future. Those are the generations that are gonna step up and take over the reins of of players for the planet one day. So um, you know, that kind of reflects a lot of the attention. Um, from the from the, athletic, uh, the athletic world that we've been getting right now. And um, I'm excited to see it, but I'm also, um, you know, wary that it's going to take much, a lot more than just athletes being, you know, getting out and, you know, encouraging people to get out and, and take action. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, our, you know, it's going to be federal and world, you know, world economies and, and local government, federal governments that are really going to have to, and corporations really, that are really going to have to massively overhaul um, how they manufacture and how they do business for for us to go in the right direction,
1: Chris. All you have to do is go to the Players for the Planet website and see it's a who's who of players. You mentioned the guys that were with you in the DR and other players with other clubs. So you talk about Marley players, other sports as well. But how do you, it's great? I'm I'm listening to this and I'm saying this makes a lot of sense. I I hear some things that really spark my uh, interest as as a fan that sits on the other side you know of the fence other side of the netting how do you in your group how do you build that army how do you get people involved where do people go that are not wearing professional uniforms but they they have the same passions uh, for all the right reasons that you and your group do how do they get involved with what you're doing
0: yeah, I mean, go to the website, sign up. We have two. Uh, we have two options for people to sign up. I mean, just uh, you know, non-professional, and just you know, it, and it can be college and youth athletes, coaches, anybody who's looking to make a difference and looking to do something in their community. We have uh, we have two signups available. Um, you can sign up for our general newsletter to be tapped into what we're doing, to get involved in events, and um, you know, support you know, support us through donations, but also just uh, keeping tabs on the, the number of events that we'll be doing.
1: Chris, uh, you know, I I live in Phoenix.
0: Also, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and Phoenix is the one thing. Evan and Shane Beaver are both Phoenix guys, um, and, you know, they personally requested that they wanted to find ways to do more in the Phoenix area, but that's a great thing. It's just these guys were able to get out and use their geographical, um, you know, background where all these guys are from it's like you know mitch keller from the pittsburgh pirates he's from iowa and never would i have thought that we'd be go to, to go to iowa and to do an education program and to replace trees that were knocked down for this from the storm but it's with the broad the broad geographical range that these guys have you know i just so it's great to have so many opportunities for so many sports fans uh to come out and get involved so head to the website sign up Um, You know, you can reach out through um, info at playersfortheplanet.org to reach out to to us. If you have any kind of inquiries or um, questions about getting more involved, uh, we can always field those questions and we'll get back to you. Um, You know, we appreciate all the support and we look forward to hearing from everybody. So, um, you know, sign up or uh, reach out to us at infoplayersfortheplanet.org.
1: Just living in phoenix in the winter that where i was going with that is uh look i've taken my family to just about every big league ballpark working in in both leagues uh, thankfully for an extended period of time but when we go to the waste management phoenix open it is zero it's waste it's 100 percent sustainability best. and that seems like such a and look they get the largest crowds of any golf tournament every year it's a people's event as they say and yet the, the way that the uh and the information is out, and people really get on board with this. How can that, how can that blend into an NBA facility, a Major League ballpark, a soccer facility? It seems like that would be something that there's got to be a, a way to try to find a partnership along those lines to maybe have or start to have some of those successes moving forward.
0: Yeah, they've set the bar, and um, it's been really, it's been fascinating to watch ever since 2008, 2009, and seeing. You know, being in the central and having waste management's hub in Houston, Texas, and seeing the beginnings of what they were trying to do with the Astros to what they're doing now in two thousand twenty-two, uh, two thousand twenty-two, with the waste management open. Because I I lived in Phoenix for three years, and I've I've seen the the um, the kind of the evolution of that waste management open, and it's phenomenal what they're doing now as far as the the ex- accessibility to bins. You know the continuing education on how to sort your waste. um, You know whether it's your beer cup, your water bottle, or your food, and you know addressing the food waste and compost and organics, and be able to support support these um, you know these little known um, habits in which we can start to form if we have that type of excitement and we have the accessibility to it. Um, and then having it be fun and engaging like the like the game that they did with Charlie Hoffman um, and talking to them with the brewers we're planning on doing, you know, kind of the same thing where it's, you can get these guys together and get the youth educated and people educated to where it becomes fun. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing. So waste management is doing tremendous things. We're at, you know, and I'll, I'll admit 100 percent that we're definitely going to take a page out of their book um, this year, working with teams across the league. And finding new and fun ways to engage um, youth and sports fans, whether it's just like the waste management open, the waste sorting competition, where you get a bunch of plastic and you determine, you know, what goes in organic, what can be composted, what goes in plastic and what goes to the landfill. Those are the biggest things. And as long as we can uh, get people to understand, I think we'll see great change in people's behaviors. Um, What they're doing in Milwaukee is pretty special as well. Uh, with, uh, with SEJ and being able to reuse and uh, repurpose what, the, what those beer cups um, into scrub and bubble scrubbing bubbles products. Uh, and then obviously with the brewers getting uh, the team uh, the team bottles, they're really doing um, some really unique things as far as uh, you know, reducing plastic and finding innovative ways to, to reuse that. So um, you know waste management, uh, you know they they're doing it right.
1: Chris, I really appreciate the time you've, you've really enlightened us and continue to, uh... Explained, you know the realities of what our world is like. You're on the front lines, literally. You're on shorelines in the United States. You're on shorelines worldwide. You're in front of those that can help make a difference, and you've got a, an army of athletes that are building into an army of just uh, people that are concerned and want to get this right. And I can't thank you enough for, for doing this with our Community Spotlight. Players for the Chris Dickerson, the Sports and Sustainability Manager. Chris, we'll stay in touch. We really appreciate you spending some time with us yeah absolutely
0: and hopefully i'll run into you uh next week uh on earth day we'll be down on the field for uh for tony's presentation he actually has no idea that it's coming but we'll uh we'll be there for earth day and um you know hopefully everybody out there has an idea of what they want to do as far as how to how to help the planet whether it's plant a tree Um, buy a reusable water bottle and take a number of actions on April 22nd to, uh, to make a difference. So I'll be, uh, I'll be in Oakland, looking forward to seeing the boys, looking forward to seeing uh, another Oakland A's game in the Coliseum. Look forward to meeting you, Chris. Thank you so much. Thanks, man.
1: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.